Welcome to the Molding Private Practice Show, where we help healthcare practitioners in private practice keep true to their purpose and build a life of mastery by providing the knowledge, skills, and tools to bring their dreams to life. In this episode, we speak about choosing an email marketing software. Hi, Shet. Ready to go? Hi, Oliver. Ready and you? Good, good. So for this episode, on the back of the last one where we talked about content marketing, um, purpose of this episode is actually to talk about the whole email marketing software. A, a big part of this, the, the whole show, or in terms of the Molding Private Practice show, is to talk about knowledge, tools, and skills in terms of healthcare practitioners in private practice. And we're hoping that, that much of the information that we already have and that we're learning anyway, that we can start imparting that to, to anyone that's listening to the show or any one of our current or prospective clients. So this is one of those tools that I would think that if you're embarking on a content marketing strategy, it is one of those pivotal things that you need to have in your private practice. And that is the email marketing software. And if I had to just explain this, is the email marketing, anyone can send email. I mean, you can get a Gmail account, you can get a Yahoo account or a Hotmail account, and you can just send an email. If you, if you want a slightly better and more professional image, you want to get an email that's linked to your website domain. So something like oliver at kitron.com, but it's not necessary. So as long as you have an email, you can send out an, um, an email to whoever you want to do. You can put those people on a list and then you can send them almost like a bulk email. Now what email marketing software, what using an email marketing software will give the practitioner is it will give them an easier way to do this. So what they typically do is that you can put up a link on your website and people can subscribe to your, to your newsletter list or to some other list that you have. And then when you, from the email marketing software, you can then go, go and send out an email to everyone that has subscribed to that list. So from a time point of view, it definitely saves a lot of time around this stuff. Some of the other benefits of using the email marketing software is that there's a certain way that email gets sent in terms of not flagging it as spam and things like that. And especially if you're using a, a, a free email-based service like Gmail, uh, if you're sending out lots of emails, eventually, if someone marks it as spam, all of the emails that you get that get sent out from that email address then gets marked as spam. So the email marketing or the email marketing software companies are, are quite smart about this. And there's, there's some technical reasons how they get this right, but, but essentially they have a better chance of delivering your emails than if you had to do this. Not all the cases, and there are certain, way, certain things from a technical point of view that you can put into your own email service in order to make sure that, that it is a lot more credible and you can get your emails delivered. But it is, it, is, it is additional steps which most people don't really go into or, or know about. So just signing up for an email marketing software is just a much more easier option. Have you had much experience with email marketing software, Shaz? So at the moment, I'm using a couple of different email marketing softwares across clients. And I must admit, actually being able to draft a single email and click send is absolutely phenomenal. But what email marketing software also gives you is the ability to embed images into an email. Um, and more importantly, it's that reporting that you get back. 
to be able to see how many emails were delivered, how many emails were open, you're able to schedule emails out. So you can sit and create the emails for the next month that need to go out on specific days and schedule them. And you know, I've sat down for half an hour, I've done the work, the emails have now been posted, they've been sent out, and the rest of them are scheduled to go at a later stage. It's also easy to manage your subscribers to your newsletter. And it does help to have that functionality with an email service where if somebody has decided they don't want to receive your content, they can simply unsubscribe as opposed to marking the email as spam. As Oliver said, if they mark the email as spam, it's possible that all other emails coming from your email address are then marked as spam, which means your market and audience isn't receiving them. So email software definitely helps. It also helps you to segment your clients into the different lists, who is on a weekly newsletter compared to who is on a dedicated mailing list for a specific topic or who is in a specific group to get exercise plans and that kind of thing. So it's definitely well worth it to look into them and just make sure that you're picking a reputable email marketing software company. Put your research in, look, make sure that who you've got, look at the different packages and what's going to suit your needs and take it from there. Well said. Uh, so in my experience, um, it goes with the whole theme aspect, you know, saving time, saving money. And so I think from a choosing an email marketing software is definitely going to save you time. It's, it's definitely going to save you the whole uh, cost aspect of, of trying to figure this out in terms of doing something differently. And because, especially if you don't have too many subscribers, there's so many services that actually for the first 100 subscribers or the first 500 with some of them, that you actually don't have to pay for it. And, uh, and I think that's, that's the beauty of it. It's a, it's a low cost, low effort type of thing that you can kind of put into your, into your current marketing or your content marketing. And it doesn't really have to cost you too much to be able to do that. I do think we probably can, in terms of showing people how an email marketing software can work, we probably can put a video together and we'll put that into the show notes where someone can go through and just watch the video and then get an idea of how they could do this themselves. We'll cover how do you put it onto your, your WordPress-based website. We'll put it on how do you set up your lists. We'll, we'll cover how do you send out a bulk email. And that should give you a good idea of what you need to do then in your own marketing and for your own private practice. We'll obviously choose the ones that we that we know and we, we, we trust and we, we like. Uh, but there's many of those, which we'll cover now in the next few minutes. So if I look at what, you know, what are the, some, some of the ones that you should consider? Now, there's tons of them. Um, but from a personal experience, and I've been doing this for many, many years, I would recommend the following in, in no, you know, no particular order. The first one that's, that's really popular, I mean, and, and the price point is actually not really bad. It's called MailChimp and quite a, quite a big company and, and, it's, and you can't go wrong with going with their service. Um, the other one is called Aweber, which you can look at as well. They've got a low barrier to entry, low cost initially as well. 
the, the beauty of MailChimp is I think the first 100 subscribers are actually free. So if you have 100 subscribers on your list, you can use it for as much as you want and you don't really have to pay for it. Um, two others that, that over the years we've started using and kind of the ones that we still use is um, Drip, which is really good. And I'll speak about why we use Drip um, in a few minutes. And then the last one that, that, we, that I've personally used and you know, we recommend as well is called ConvertKit, which again has some really interesting features that from a time point of view saves you know, tons of that time and, and it just works really nicely. So those would be the ones that we, we recommend. In terms of what I've seen in the market, I mean, lots of people actually use MailChimp and that's perfectly fine. We still actually, for one of our brands, still use MailChimp because I haven't really migrated it to one of the other platforms. From a, from a personal point of view, from a company point of view, we've, we've actually started using other ones, but that's more internal in terms of our own software. And at some point, I think we might make that available to potential clients in terms of using that as an alternative email marketing software. Um, the reason that that's important is I've actually come across another provider where they actually send out emails from your own mailbox. Now, typically with an email marketing software, it normally gets sent from almost, it's your own mailbox, but it's not via your own domain, if that makes sense. So technically, you'll almost see that it's not, you know, when you look at the email, you'll see it won't be Oliver at kitchen.com. It'll be via a different host name. And, and that's how the email marketing software works. But where you want to go to, and there was this other software that I, that I looked at, was where they're actually sending it out from your actual domain, which means that you're connecting your mailbox and you're sending it out from your, your actual domain, which is great if you think about deliverability. And you know, when clients see that, they actually know it's Oliver at kitchen.com, which is great. Um, the problem with that is that with certain of the mail providers, uh, we know Gmail because obviously that's, that's, we, that's what we use. And Gmail has a limit of possibly 500 emails per day that you can send out, even on their paid accounts. So you can see that's a limitation. Whereas on the email marketing software side, there's, there's almost no limit to what you can send out because of the way, because of the technology that they use. So that's something to bear in mind. So depending on on how you're sending out emails, you, you know, you can look at that. There's also certain CRM software where the whole email marketing um, is tied into the CRM software. So you can send out an email from that CRM software and it's using your domain or it's using a domain that they've provided to you. So all technical related stuff. And, and the biggest thing you should just take out of this is that there are solutions out there. We'll link to all of them on the show notes. We'll have a, a, a how-to video on how you can possibly do this with one of the platforms that we recommend. And then the last thing I just want to mention, and that's the reason we've kind of changed from the one provider to the other, is a concept called email automation. Now, what that means is that you can very cleverly create almost these workflows where if a person has already subscribed to your list and they bought product A from uh, from you for, as an example, that they automatically go into an upsell for product B. And that's quite powerful because if you didn't have an, an email marketing software that did this automation, you would have to physically move the person from the first list to the second list and into the third list. But 
some of these you know email automation softwares are like pretty amazing with this and you can and there is some work to configure it but it's not it's not a, it's not an amazing amount of work and once you figure it out it's actually quite easy then to to build this workflow that automatically takes people through that process and when you start seeing this work and especially and it's easy when you have 10 people or 100 people and just to move them between the lists it might actually even be fun because you can see the process working. But when you're dealing with a lot of subscribers, a lot of products, and you have your full-time job to do, this becomes quite tricky. So that's why you wanna set this up, because once you set it up, whether you put 10 people through that email marketing software, or you put 1,000, or you put 5,000, it doesn't matter, it will just handle it for you, which is, you know, which is the way you should go. And that's how you should decide on the tools you use, and that's how you should set it up so that it can scale when your practice does scale. Just in terms of uh, what you've seen in private practice, have you seen any, any particular ways in which our, our clients are using it that's interesting? So what I have seen is obviously the workflow, which is really great to be able to have that when somebody purchases a course or a package or a product that they go through that chain of emails that's already been pre-created that's it that kind of guides them onto how to use the product or takes them through the steps along the therapy route that they've taken so those automations become really really helpful from that aspect and yes they definitely have the upsell side to it the other thing that i've found is depending on the mail marketing company that you're using a lot of them also have integrations into obviously your website which is phenomenal but they also have those social media integrations which means that even if you are using email marketing as your main source of getting information out you can have your link to your facebook page and link to your business instagram and linkedin on your email as well so what this allows is should a person then decide, you know, maybe they do want to connect with you on LinkedIn or potentially they want to see what your Facebook page is about. It gives them that ability to click on there and like your page, which means that they could be getting content from your social media platforms when you start moving towards your social media content strategy. Um, the other one that's also really nice on the email marketing software is like I said earlier, that ability to just separate out your list and then to be able to send a broadcast email. So even if you've got nine different lists, you still have the ability to say, I want to send a specific set of information to everybody in my subscription portfolio, and you are able to do that. You're able to schedule it for when you need that message to go out. And one of the nice ones on a new software that we're using is it actually allows for a secondary email to be sent out to all people who didn't open the original. So maybe they didn't receive it or it wound up in their spam box or their junk folder. You can set that two days later or three days later, it resubmits that email to everybody who did not open the email, which is a nice way just to see, is your audience actually receiving the content? Yeah, I like that feature too. I've seen that. Um, and it's, it's again, one of those things that 
once you set it up, you don't have to think about who's actually responded or not. While we're talking about email, I do want to make this huge disclaimer because because we live in a world where you think everything just happens seamlessly. And with email, as with most marketing, unfortunately, that's not the case. So if you send out 100 emails, don't expect that 100 people would have seen your emails. Um, If you do the research on this, you'll see that there's certain click rates and open rates, I think it's open rates, that, um, that all that most email providers and most, most clients that are using email marketing software would actually tell you this is a general trend. And that trend is between 1% and 10%, with 10% being like phenomenal. You know, you're really good at marketing and you know, people have actually opened your, your email. Um, we've, seen, we've seen better rates. I've seen up to 50%, but, and I'm not sure why that's the case, but I think you do need to be realistic about this. All that I'm saying is that it will never be 100%. It, doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. So you do have to reset your expectations. And it, it goes with what we were saying in terms of building out the content and building out the list. Is If you've got 1,000 people on your list and you're sending out an email marketing campaign, don't expect that you're going to get 1,000 a, a opens, although they have subscribed to your list. But you can aim for much more lower than that. And then you based your, your, your decisions and and how successful that campaign was based on those numbers. I think that's a very important concept when you're talking about email. Um, traditionally, SMS has done a lot better. So, and that kind of makes sense because most people have their phones and you know, when the SMS pops up, you, know, you see it. Whether you action it or not, that's a completely, di- completely different story, but um, at least they see the message. Just to close off, is there anything else from an email marketing software that we just need to speak about in terms of clients choosing one? I think we spoke about the features and I think that kind of makes sense. I think we spoke about some of the popular ones, which is not rocket science as well. I think if anyone went onto Google and they searched for email marketing software, the ones that we've listed should come up quite highly on the, on the search engine rankings. But is there anything else that you would like to say about choosing something? I think the biggest thing to look at when choosing it is understand the size of your audience because that could have a financial implication. Also look at do you need all the bells and whistles? Some of these email marketing services come with a huge amount of integrations that you might not necessarily need. So when you're looking at at whichever email marketing program you are looking at, have a look at what features they do have and work on the features that you need and pick your package there. Otherwise, you wind up in a situation where you could be paying a large sum every year for a majority of services that you might not be using. So just put your business hat on, like we said, in profit first. Look at what is going to generate you revenue as an expense. Is it worth it? And make sure that you're selecting what you need, not just the one that has all the big fancy bells and whistles. Other than that, use a reputable mail marketing company and make sure that you're not sending the same information out on a regular basis because you will start to just become repetitive and you don't want that. You need your campaign to work well. And with that, your workflows and just put a little bit of thought into the decisions that you make when it comes to what the content's going to be, as well as what the service provider is going to be and what they can offer you. 
So you mentioned two really important points, which I'm not sure everyone picked up on there. Um, but the first one being that the, the, each one of the email, email marketing software, they have different tiers. So if it's under 500 with MailChimp, as an example, or under 100, you don't pay anything. But as soon as it's between 500 and 1,000 people on your subscriber list, then you pay $10, and it, and it goes on from there. So over time, depending on where you want to be with your subscriber list, you might actually pay, you know, because as you move through the tiers, the cost starts in increasing. So maybe look at that from a planning point of view and say, I want to build up my private practice where I'll never or I shouldn't have more than 5,000 subscribers. Then if you consider that scenario, what would the, what would the scenario look like? Because then even if you have to pay slightly more now in, you know, for, for that alternative, it does make sense in the long run. That's quite a difficult discussion to have, but you know, just bear the concept or the, the idea in mind. And the second one is you spoke about how do you, you know, how do you keep the content different in order to get it delivered? And that's a separate topic on, on copywriting and, and you know, crafting email signatures and, well, e email subject lines and content. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's quite, a, it's quite an art form as well. I mean, there's people that have full-time jobs that concentrate on, the, on these things. So my recommendation on that is it's almost, I still do this whenever we're sending out a marketing email, you send the email to yourself, look at how it comes up on your phone. Um, because sometimes if you put, like for instance, if you put a really long subject line on your phone, it's going to get cut out, which means that your chances of someone reading it is going to be pretty low because they're going to look at the name, they're going to look at the subject and they're going to say, this is, you know, I don't know this person and they're just going to delete it, even if they did subscribe to your list. So that would be something I would recommend and, and just write it as you would think your subscribers would want to read it. And if you follow that, you know, you don't have to be too fancy about it, but you can go and research on copywriting and how to write better emails and things like that. So that's where we can leave it. Um, is there anything else you would like to add, Shas? No, that's everything. I think we covered all, those, all the topics. Sounds good. Okay. I'm looking forward to the next episode where we wrap up this week, but uh, it's been a really good week so far. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. As always, stay tuned and we'll speak to you in the next episode.